On this episode of the Nested Celtics podcast, we break down the Celtics Heat series through four games. Can the short-handed Celts close this thing out? And how this just might be the series of role players for Boston. Let's go. All right, Chelsea. Two twos tied series through four games. Absolutely zero consistency to this Easter Conference Finals. Except for defense, I guess you'd give it to. Even though the over hit on every game up until game four last night. All I am asking for, like every other basketball watcher of this series, is for a full competitive game. We are over the blowouts. We're over the big leads in the first quarter, the trying to come back, whatever. Just give us full competition for the full game. We all want the stars to step up and be the stars. This series has been like the weirdest series ever. Like the injuries, like everyone's getting injured. It's These are two of the best defensive teams, but it's like, Three out of the four games have ended in double digits. That's what it's been. So, like, come on, guys. <laughs> you'd, think, you'd think the NBA would want to do the first two games in Miami and they give them, like, a two-, three-day layoff and the next two games in Boston instead of just going every other, every other, every other, every night. Yeah. You know, give the Stars some rest. You want these teams to be the best. Whoever comes out of this series, because the Warriors are either going to sweep or get it done in five. How crazy is that? And whoever comes out of this one, because this is ending in six or seven, that is just going to be so banged up, and they're going to be basically limping into the finals. You want the finals to be competitive. Last night was not just a blowout, but it was just boring. Neither team shot well at all. And for the Celtics to win by 20, shooting 39.7% from the floor, is just kind of mind-boggling. And you look yeah. at the heat, because the Celtics jumped out to the 18-1 to run. took them eight minutes for Miami Shout to get their Derek first White. actual bucket. But it was just like, A, the starting five for Miami was just not hitting. And for them, with, without Tyler Hero, but he's a six-man, it was Lowry, Struess, Butler, PJ, and Adebayo. But eventually, like five minutes in, Spo was like, Duncan Robinson, get out there, shoot threes. Gabe Vincent, get out there, what can you do? And no one was hitting any shots. Yeah, but that's how it felt in game three in the first quarter for the Celtics. Like, they couldn't buy a bucket, and they literally... Was but the Heat at least put up 39 points. And they and they ran them. Yeah, the Celtics like the offense was clicking. But you go up an eighteen to one run, like that's kind of that's wild. Oh like, no, I agree. That's crazy. But it was just like watching the flow of the first quarter. It was just it was janky. I don't know. That's the first word I could think of. There, it's just like it it was it was bricks. It wasn't fun. There wasn't really a flow to the offense. But you mentioned him. I, I said him. He was my X factor before this year's in Derek White, mainly because of him defending all the guards that the Heat have. But especially with Marcus Smart out, as he's dealing with his sprained ankle. And Rob Williams did play, but Derek White, his thing was, I'm going to go out, I'm going to be aggressive, I'm going to go down firing if I need to. And he had the juice. Rob Williams said after the game that his spark of scoring the first seven points and how he did it, attacking the basket, shooting the three, even the first basket of the game, Al Horford stripping Bam Adebayo, then Derek White on the fast break, getting it in, that just set the tone for the Celtics. They needed to see that, especially after Bam let him up for 31 points in game three. Rob Williams is back that took away the rim because Miami wanted no business within two feet of the cylinder. And you just saw the influence of this Boston defense. Credit to them without Marcus Smart, how they were able to hold it down against the Heat. 
I mean, yeah, I think everyone expected the Celtics to respond in a big way in game four, just based on how game three went. Uh, we all expected Jason Tatum to come out and have a big game. I mean, especially since he walked in with those Michael Jordan pants and Kobe Bryant shirt. Oh, those are cool. And that was amazing. MJ, MJ shirt, Kobe oh, versus MJ Kobe pants. pants. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. No, you're My good, bad. You're good. I know you pay attention to the fits. <laughs> um, but Jimmy's we- <laughs> fit was nice. Monochrome purple looked like, like sweats, looked comfy and sleek. So I mean, I, that's the only thing Jimmy Buckets did well last night, though, was pick out his good fit. <laughs> but, yeah, we all knew Jason was going to come out, especially after game three when he said, you know what, I just didn't have my best game. Like he said, I felt like I left my guys hanging. So he had to make up for that. The Celtics haven't lost a back-to-back in the playoffs yet. That's just what they do. They respond in a big way after losses in the postseason. So last night, the way that they came out wasn't surprising. I guess you can say that maybe it could have been a little bit surprising just based on how slow they started in game three. They had to get off to a fast start. So that was nice to see from them. Um, as far as Derek White is concerned, I mean, yeah, like he finished with 13 points in game four. That's the second most points that he scored in the postseason. I think he definitely has recouped and got some rest from having his child, you know, because like shout out Hendricks White. Yes. <laughs> game three, 14 minutes, zero points um, over two from the field. Uh, six assists for him in game four. And eight rebounds, too. And eight rebounds. Yeah. So, I mean, Derek White, it seems like in the playoffs, it has seemed like he's kind of been finding his way with the team and kind of where he fits in and where he is successful offensively in that regard. Like, we know who he is on defense. Um, but, yeah, shout out to him in game four going out on a 7-0 run to start the game. I mean, that's the punch that everyone was looking for for the Celtics and that the fans deserved after what they saw in game three. So I like the way they came out in game four. Now it's a best of three. Now I got to go back to Miami. You know that you're 100% coming back to Boston, so you just got to get it done down in South Beach. And it's big for – Derek White, because obviously he missed game two for the birth of his son, Hendricks. So the first two games that he played in for this series, he attempted just six shots for the Celtics, and they were minus 13 with him on the floor. He, ha- he brings a defense, but it's always been a question of what the confidence is. Is his shot there? And it hasn't been there. So that was a big response by him. But to me now, my attention shifts to the X factor being Rob Williams and being the knee that he's dealing with swelling. You know, He spoke to the media after game four. So I think that was a good sign of where his knee is at. I don't think if it was really, really bothering him that they would have put him up there on the podium mm-hmm. at a presser and he'd been peppered with questions. He was asked about it and for him. He's like, you know, tomorrow I'm going to see how it feels, work with the trainers and just like that. He wasn't going to guarantee anything for game five. But you just see what he does when it comes down to eliminating driving lanes, making guys like Jimmy Butler, P.J. Tucker, Kyle Lowry uncomfortable if they attack the rim or even if they drive in. Just his influence there. And then on the offensive end, obviously the lob brings it back in. Because you go to it, the start for the Celtics offense wasn't great. The Heat started 0 for 8 from the floor. Jalen Brown started 0 for 5, had two really bad turnovers. Jason Tatum missed two free throws, then went 11 for 11 the rest of the way to the game. Shot his most free throws this postseason. The aggressiveness from him was big. He wanted to do that. And it was good. He had a terrible game in game three. And he said going into game four, he's like, you know, I put it behind me. I'm not going to look in the past. And he's like, I, the confidence that he has, I just love it. He, he said, he's like, I know how to play basketball. I just can't let my guys down. For him, that's what matters. I think that shows, and you, I'm happy you, you brought that up. He said that. For Tatum, he's a superstar that isn't caught up with getting his. He's a superstar that's consumed with taking care of his teammates and winning for the team. And if he goes out and plays his game, that's when he drops 31. 
Yeah. But and he, can get to 50. Yeah, but he, like, has to go out and get his. Like, I think that's something that fuels he ha- him. He ha- yes, and yes. that's obviously something that fuels the team because when he doesn't, it's like, who else is having, like, an out-of-this-world game? You know what I'm saying? Like, he needs to be consistent. As far as Robert Williams is concerned, yes, they have been saying throughout the whole postseason that they're day-to-day with him because that's, like, his knee, the swelling, the soreness. Like, you just never know. Um, so I think that's all we're going to get from them anyway. But, yeah, having him inside is a huge presence. I mean, he's a shot blocker. He's long. And especially going up against a guy like Bam Adebayo, who had a big game three. What do he have? 31 points and mm-hmm. 10 rebounds. And then in game four, he was held to just nine points and six rebounds in I 28 forgot, minutes. I forgot he was in Boston. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not actually just saying that. It was like that. night and day. I forgot he was playing. He had <laughs> zero influence, especially in the first half. Yeah it, was, zero. yeah, it was definitely night and day for him. But again, just having Rob Williams in there, just having his presence in there. You've got Al. You've got Grant. Like That's huge for the Celtics defensively. So I think that being able to come out in game four and just kind of Throw another punch or like punch back, so to speak. Like that's a huge statement that you're making to Miami. I mean, holding their starters, none of them scored in double digits. They scored a combined 18 points. Like that's crazy. P.J. Tucker didn't score. And what we've been seeing, especially in game three from P.J. Tucker, he was knocking it down from the corner in the three. He went three for six from the three-point line in game three. And he went over one. I mean, he only took one three-pointer. That's what what blew my mind. They eliminated the perimeter. Yeah. Uh, Max Drews 0 for 4 from 3. He didn't score for the game, and he played 15 minutes. I mean, these games have been night and day. They're night and day. We're just seeing these large leads. I I mean, I don't know. And it's all about how you start, I think. With the Celtics, especially in Game 4, they tied that third quarter. Um, They also tied the third quarter in Game 3. But the biggest difference in both games have been the first quarter. So it's really about, like, Who's throwing the first punch? The Celtics let the Heat score, or the Heat score, to give them credit. They scored 39 points in the first quarter of Game 3. They had 33 points at halftime in Game 4. An NBA team had 33 points at halftime. It's just so streaky. Both teams are just so streaky. And this is my thing with Miami, that I love Jimmy Butler. I love his compete level. I like what Miami does defensively, but their offense disappears for games. Not, Not portions, for absolute games. And that's what happened. They shot 14 free throws. Jason Tatum went 14 from 16 from the free throw line. He yeah. outscored their starters. I, I had to dr- triple check the box score when I saw that their starters <laughs> were held to 18 points and two of them scoreless. That's what the Celtics defense can do, and the Heat just have an unreliable offense. But give it on the other end. I mean, 102 points for the Celtics, not a good output, shooting barely 40% from the floor, 8 for 34 from three. Like the Heat outshot them from deep, and they just found a way to win. And like a, an ugly win, you'll take it. And then also for the Celtics, what was massive, plus 21 on the boards. They have the size in this series. They went from the redwood trees of Milwaukee with Giannis, Brooke, and Bobby mm-hmm. to now a much smaller team that Bobby, uh, Bobby, Bam is a good center, mm-hmm. but he's not the size of that. You have to win the boards. That's, this, that's the little things that you have to take because it's handed to you. And they went and dominated that. And the same thing for turnovers because the Celtics had nine as a team. And... Compare that to last game when they had 24. And you just see what happens. 24. That was crazy. All right. Speaking of your uh, X factor for you, Derek White, we have to give a shout out to Peyton Pritchard. Yeah. Because he has just been phenomenal for the Celtics. I mean, just the way that he 
Peyton Pritchard understands the assignment, okay? When Get he open, com- shoot. Yeah, like when he comes in. I mean, yesterday in game four, he hit like a crazy like mid-range. Like, I don't know if it was on Kyle. I, I think it might have been on Kyle, but uh, one dribble pull up and it was beautiful. But he just, you can see that he's exuding confidence in the lineup. When he comes in, he knows what he has to do. He's a spark off the bench. He knocks down shots. I mean, the fans love him. And I think that he is just like coming into his own in this playoffs. And you can see that. Even when Miami started to have some offense, like Oladipo is really their only consistent offense and good for him. Yeah. His three point shot was falling, any shot he wanted. But when they would start to put a little bit of run, like they would lose Pritchard on defense, he'd nail a three, and boom, momentum would be killed. Mm-hmm. Anything that the Heat built up to. This has been, and it's, it's always going to happen when you're playing at home that the role players will shine. Derek White. Peyton Pritchard. That's what was the story in game four for the Celtics outside of Jason Tatum. Because as good as Jalen Brown was in game three, he wasn't good in game four. Yeah. Finished with 12 points. Yeah. And even for Derek White, I mean, we're singing his praises, but he he was inefficient shooting from the floor. That's true. But it was that spark in the beginning sets the tone. You finish 4 for 14 from the floor, but he started out three for four. Mm -hmm. So. It's it's the cliche of the game of runs, but like this is this is, has been this series. It's been these games, and it's, oh my god, it's a front running team as one so far. Yeah, I just think for the Celtics specifically, it's all about consistency. For oh them. yeah, I mean, that- especially even going coming into Game Four through the first three games, they had only lost two quarters to Miami, mm-hmm. but they had two losses. Yep. So I think if you just play the full forty eight minutes then they can win these games. It's all about consistency for them. It's funny, like the coach talk that we've had on this podcast, but it's been, I've been like, hey, they just got to play disciplined basketball. They play the fundamentals. He may said it after. I noticed too, when I got home from the game and I was really just thinking back to the presser, there was an excitement last night. They just beat a team by 20. They tied the series. Must win game. Jason Tatum said it, and it's true. You can't go down 3-1. Mm-hmm. Game fives must win because if you you get that and then you could come back into the garden up 3-2 and then momentum on your side. But there wasn't. it wasn't relief. It wasn't excitement. It was focus. And they were tired of being a bounce-back team because they, they were saying it themselves, like, we don't need to get punched in the mouth to step up. We should just step up, play with this urgency. Whatever, you got to find that spark, good for you. But that's what it's been for them. They blew out this team, leading by as much as, I think, like 33 at certain points, smacked them, beat them by 20, held Jimmy Butler, who was a killer in a few of the games, to basically six points, three for 14 shooting. His knee must be bothering him, but still, again, a non-factor what Jimmy was. And they came back, and they were just locked in still. So they're tired of hearing that. It's going from, it's fun calling them a resilient team. You mentioned it. All five of their losses this postseason, they've answered with a win the next game. It's fun that they're resilient. Now they want to be consistent. Well, they need to prove themselves because that's all we're going to say until I they still, actually Yeah, I still don't have themselves. confidence. I, walking, like right, what I've seen from them in this series, because yeah. I was ready to crown them NBA champs over the Warriors heading into the finals for each conference, right? I still like watching this. I'm like, okay, how... Am I sold on you guys being a championship team? Because Golden State is not going to let you get away with bad stretches in games. Oh, no, because they'll just outscore you. That's the thing. But, again, like the Celtics, you don't want to be called resilient, and we know that you guys can bounce back from losses and blah, 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 blah. Well, then win games. Finish games. That's all people are asking for. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I think that if they stay locked in and focused, I'm not surprised that after a game four win, they're not like yelling from the rafters, super excited. Yeah, they shouldn't be because they should have won game three. And you could have gone down to Miami up 
three, three one. one. Like, you know what I'm saying? So they've just got to prove it to the fans. They've got to prove it to their coach because their coach, Ime Udoka talked about, we had conversations about getting off to fast starts and we had conversations about um, playing well from the gate off the tip and they didn't. So you keep having those conversations. I mean, now you have to take that and use it in the game. And so we'll see what they can do in Miami. That's what it is. I mean, you hit the nail on the head to me is that they, they just know that they let that get away. And cause even in game three, when as much as they were down by, they would start putting together runs, bad turnover, let up right. an easy shot mid range, right in that cushion. That's where you're missing Rob in this. Right. It is. I mean, I think the Celtics can close this out because Tyler hero with his groin, Jimmy Butler with his knee, but then you have Marcus smart with his ankle, Rob Williams with his knee swelling. Right. And even Tatum, you still got to watch his right shoulder, his shooting shoulder with an impingement. I should have Googled that name before we ho- uh, hopped on here. <laughs> impingement. What is it? That was a scary injury, though. Like, when he went down, like, he said there was, like, a nerve in his neck. Yeah, um, pressure on a tendon. Yeah, That's, like, that was, I was like, what is happening? I was watching that from the ninth, and I, I thought was like, it was, what yeah. is going on? I thought it was his left uh, wrist that's been bothering him, but no, he grabbed the shoulder. And it like, looked, like, it almost looked like he collapsed almost. Yeah. That yeah. was the scariest thing ever, but, yeah, they have to continue to monitor that. Yeah, but it is, uh, you know, we, we touched on it right in the intro. Can the shorthanded Celtics close it out? I do think they can, but I think when it comes down to it, Rob Williams in this series is more essential for them than a Marcus Smart. They figured out ball handling, and hey, for the, the heat credit, when Jalen Brown had those two turnovers, they knew it. The second he touched the ball, the hands are the hands active. Gave Vincent great hands defensively. Then when Jalen Brown came back, subbed in, he looked like a running back running down the lane, like two hands on the ball, two steps, lay up, put it up or something. He was taking care of that thing. But you could kind of see his confidence is a little shot when it comes to him putting the ball on the floor for JB, I'm saying. Jalen. For Jalen Brown. Oh, interesting. That's what I – because he, he was just – just kind of an anxious energy, I think, when it came to him attacking the rim. Okay. Subs out, started over five. Two really bad turnovers, two bad fouls, too. Just w- like a dumb game from one of the most brilliant guys you'll ever talk to on and off the floor. But then he steps back on, and it, you saw the ball security being so important to him. I mean, credit, I mean, whether his name is Stoudemire, image went up to him and reeled into him like, hey, dude, take care of the freaking ball because you are a dog. You can score, but you need to have those possessions count. Yeah, I think that Jalen Brown can be extremely aggressive offensively. But I think it when you're coming be. off, I think when you're coming off a of game three, when you had seven turnovers and that's all everybody is asking you about, then that's obviously going to be something that's on your mind. But I think he just needs to continue to play as aggressive as he can be. I mean, he dropped 40 in game three mm-hmm. off of 14 for 20 shooting. Um, I mean, Jalen Brown can get what he wants. He was getting what he wanted in game three. It was just the turnovers that killed him. Yeah. So I think that if he just kind of stays focused on that and just playing his basketball, obviously ball security, then he'll be fine. I mean, they still, they go as far as Jason Tatum takes him. Jalen Brown is a guy that could put him over the top. If you get 55 from those two, it's a win. It's a win. Every time it should be. Yeah. It's a matter of getting those two to combine for 55 to 60. Who right. So... As game five goes to Miami, Wednesday night, these 8.30 tips. 8.40 now. Gosh, I know. Give me 7.40. It's not actually 8.30. Yeah, it's like 8.40, 8.45. Yeah. I'm going to write a letter. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Us talking about people who do the same thing as us. Um, I think that the Celtics can't afford to go back to Miami after game five. So you've got to get game five. I think the Celtics take game five, and then they've got to win it here. I like I mean, that call. Know, yeah, I you can't we know go, that yeah. they can win on the road, but you cannot go back to Miami in a game seven, I don't think. 
they proved themselves in uh, the semis with the Bucks being down and having to win two back-to-back games. But in this situation, they need to take game five and then come back and just close it out here. The Garden, credit to it, right before tip or when the you know heat ran out before they do lineups, layup lines, whatever, 60%, 70% full fans were filing in. Loud as heck. Heat, uh, Celtics come out, it's like 80, 90%. They filled up early because there's been times where it's like the first quarter. I'm like, where is everybody? Yeah. <laughs> but that thing was ringing. So, and credit, there wasn't a lot of huge momentum plays, yeah. but the place was buzzing. And that's the thing. You go out, you take it in Miami. Mm-hmm. It's, again, the advantage that TD Garden provides for the Celtics. And I yep. do think it would be to a point of a disadvantage for the Heat because the guys, yeah, they got the P.J. Tuckers and the Jimmy Butlers that have experience, but they rely on the Max Struces and the Gabe mm-hmm. Vincents as well mm-hmm. and the Tyler Heroes. And if you could take those guys out of the game because of where they're playing, I agree with you. I, I love that point you make. They cannot afford to go back to Miami after this one. Yeah, no. And I think that they also have to, and I'm sure this is their mindset going into game five, is that they are expecting Miami to come out guns blazing. They will. Like, it's go- that's going to be, game five is going to be the most crucial game of this series because the Celtics need to get a win, and Miami is going, to, obviously, to do everything in their power to win at home mm-hmm. and to try to force a game seven because I don't think Miami's coming back up here and taking game six. Um, so yeah, I think that they're expecting Miami to bounce back in game five. That's going to be huge. And it's all going to be on the first quarter. It goes to that. It's a bet. They said after the game, it's the best of three series. And for Miami, they have the advantage because two of those games are at home. Right. So it's right there. The same sense right. of urgency. We can't afford to go to Boston down. Right. Say, Oh, one. Right. In this series, in this best of three series. We need to play today to live another day in Miami. Right. I think the Celtics take game five and game six. That was it. I I called that before the series. I thought it would lay out. It's just this has been a weird series. No flow to games. No flow to a game to game, player to player. It's been so weird. But I still, and I still hold it on that. uh, Talking to people before the game, you're surrounded. Some people are like, you know, I had Celtics in six. Now it's in seven. I'm like, I still stand by the Celtics in six. six. They're finding ways to win. So I I would just still stick with that, you know? They got to get it done in six, I think. So Celtics in six it is. Do you think Tatum puts together another good outing? I do. I do definitely do. Because I think that game three was kind of like a wake-up call for him. Like, I just – and, I mean, he, he wasn't shying away. He took full accountability for his performance in game three. But I think that that was like the, okay, like, every game – it matters like my season could be ending soon like he knows that he has to step up for his guys and if he doesn't they're gonna lose games so yes I do think Jason Tatum stays up um has a great game I also think that Grant Williams comes out in game five and has a great game do. Yeah. Grants do I, I think, think so he has too. a good game five so yeah. T- JT's due for a stinker almost every series it's just what happens with him he had it in what was a game two against the Bucks this for this one for him it was game three of this series same mm-hmm. thing only scored 10 points and just not a good game all around, but he bounces back. What was big, too, it goes back. He said it when he realized how, how tangible dropping 50 is for him, where he goes, it's basically getting, getting to the free throw line, establishing my jumper, getting mm-hmm. into my flow, going to that. That's why I was happy to see him shoot the amount of free throws he did and how early it was, too, for him in that. 14 from 16, most of his postseason, but the attack, the attack, attack, aggressive. Right. There's a sense of urgency there. If he shows up in game five, I think it's crucial. And it's the same thing. He shows up on both ends of the floor, Mm -hmm. especially with how banged up Jimmy Butler may be. Mm -hmm. Rest that shoulder. 
I guess at this point, this is a series. You'd rather have a bad shoulder than a bad knee, obviously. Yeah, I but think even on a shooting shoulder. Yeah, it's just really about who can stay healthy at this point. Mm-hmm. I think for the Celtics, they've been playing shorthanded the entire series. And once you have all your guys back and everyone's playing, like there's just more like camaraderie. Like, okay, I know what I'm gonna have. Like, even with dealing with um, the Al Horford and the health and safety protocols that happened hours before the game was starting, like going into it with a full lineup. That gives you some extra motivation and extra momentum going into games. So we'll see if Marcus can get healthy for game five. We'll see how that looks. But I think that Jason Tatum comes out and he has a great game. Game two, they had their starting five. You know, no Derek White, but it was Tatum, Horford, Rob Williams, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown. Mm -hmm. They won 127-102 is their best offensive game of this series so far. That's what it goes to. Like you said, get your dudes, the ones you have chemistry with, and go from there. Yeah. So what's your pick for game five? What are you thinking? You said you said Celtics. Celtics, yeah. Celtics, think it's a close one. Five. I don't. I in right? this, in so this Celtic- series, I can't even tell. I can't tell. I'm with you. I'm I with you. I can't tell. I can't tell. Um, I'd have to say no, just based on the track record. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think the Celtics take it. I think it's Celtics Warriors in the finals. Yeah, I think that too. So I'll just go because you know I know you hate it when we agree. I do. So I'll say it's a close one for the Celtics <laughs> in game five. I have to shout out our sports betting expert, Sammy P, because from the beginning of, I want to say definitely from the, when the first, the second half of the NBA season started, Sammy was saying Celtics Warriors in the finals. I got to talk to him about that. That's crazy. That I'm convinced that. that he's psychic. Um, but yeah, it could be Celtics Warriors in the finals. Celtics Warriors, Warriors are banged up. Draymond is in that lineup. Celtics bounce back for that. If you call that exact matchup. From the beginning of the season, if you would have to be last like, October were I think to say. That's like 20 to 1 minimum what you must have been staring at. crazy. Did he take it? Did he take that ticket? Do you know? I think so. Good I think him. so. All right. We have to ask him after. Well, if that finals happens, I'll make sure we're going out. <laughs> Call Sammy. <laughs> Better than my DeAndre Ayton finals MVP token. I took it 150 to 1. The sun disappointed everyone. No one was thinking get, that. Get, get sobered real quick. That was scary. I, it was a point, too, of like the way they played. I was like, you know what? Yeah, you guys don't even deserve it. Poor Devin Booker, man. I know. I want him to get his. Poor Chris Paul. I wanted D-Book to definitely get his, but hey. <sighs> Warriors. I honestly did not think the Warriors would even be in this position at this point. I mean, they're making the Mavs look crazy. Mm-hmm. And Luke is such an incredible player. But it's just like, it looks like child's play out there. And it's been the, like both ends of the floor for yeah, them, too. It's it's literally scary. No one's getting anything outside of Luca, and even for Luca, he hasn't have he's not having like Luca like performances. Right? Does he go off in Game Four tonight? I think so. Like he's gonna go out you shooting, go drop forty. So he like I think he drops forty in Game Four. I think his over under is like thirty four and a half. But whether that translates to a win or not, I'm not gonna call. But I just think Luca's like at this point just again like locked in, blinders on, like hair on fire. They can't get swept at home. That's not a good feeling. Either th- it's either swept or home or gentleman sweep. It doesn't matter. <sighs> Warriors are coming out of this. Jeez. All right. Eight thirty tip. Game five on a Wednesday. Game Love six that on a Friday. Us. Nice game seven if it goes to that on a Sunday. But I think it ends on yeah. Friday night. Friday's per Friday night is perfect. Back at the garden. Mm-hmm. Eight thirty tip. Mm-hmm. Just get the win. Exactly. L- let everyone go out after. Have a great time. I'll be out in the north end. I'm going to find a TV. I mean, everything closes at like 2, so like, where are you actually going? The last drop closes at 3.30. Where's that? 
minute block, oh, that's minute from your- my apartment. <laughs> Diviest dive bar that's you'll ever place. go to. You walk in and you're like, this is. That's why I closed at 3.30. This, this is this not is where I want to be. last drop. It got grandfathered into the late last call in Boston. <laughs> That's a place when if I'm if I'm taking the bus back, riding the 57, I'm like, yeah, let me stop. I love that for you. I'll have a Budweiser or two, and then it's like 4.30 a.m., and I'm like, what did I do with Gotta myself? Go. <laughs> All right, Cello, always good talking to you. Of course. Celtics in six stays. We'll see, man. <laughs> we'll see. I'm so nervous. <laughs> <laughs>